Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options and spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you. Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. And now here are your co-hosts, Andy Peterson. And Mark and Ramesh Kumar, special guest for show number 128, Sentimental Analysis, Part 3, and many other wonderful things to talk about today. I am your host, Andy Peterson, show number 128. This is, um, this is pretty amazing that we've had uh, this many shows under our belt want to do a couple of housekeeping items here, get those out of the way, and then we'll get down to business. Um, call in. Give us a call at 914-338-1702 and ask us a question. You can ask us a question about what's going on in the market today, and there's a lot going on in the market. You probably have seen that uh, AT&T uh, and Time Warner Massive media and telecom merger gets the green light. TWX mm. volume skyrocketed today. The chart, if you take a look at that volume chart, it's alarming. So we'll talk about that. What do you, I mean, give us a call. What do you want to do? Do you want to do a straddle on that? Do you want to do a bull put on that? Some more uh, credit trades? It's, it's complete, you know, with a high volume like that, that's pretty amazing. Give us a call. We'll talk about that. Um, and maybe it's because I'm hungry, but I was looking at the McDonald's uh, stock, MCD, and, and it's gone up, too, uh, in part due to analyst upgrades. And then I also looked at Coca-Cola going up as well. They don't have the same analyst upgrade. No firm trades in a vacuum. So it's interesting to see how, you know, when you buy a burger, you get a Coke with it. And if you if the more burgers you buy, the more Cokes you buy as well. So kind of interested in that topic as well. Um, So give us a call about either one of those topics or any other. You have a question about options. I want to welcome our new Udemy subscribers, Udemy subscribers. We got four new um, trading options in the U S market subscribers uh, and two new students in getting started with paper trading just in uh, just in one day. And so we're getting close to that 4,000 student mark on Udemy. And uh, we're, we're going to roll out some more courses here, uh, but we're just so excited about having you guys on board and, of course, uh, listening to the radio program as a supplement to your training and education. Uh, we also have another way if you can't make the radio show and you're listening to us on podcast, if you do hashtag PTRask, Power Tradio, Trader Radio Ask, um, and then ask us a question. Of course, it has to be a pretty pithy question because you only have what 160 characters to, to, to do it but go ahead and split it out into a couple tweets if you need to and ask us a question through hashtag ptr ask we'll answer your question on the show uh or go to facebook and comment uh comment there uh at trade caddy or visit us at tradecaddy.com and send us an email andy at trade caddy mark at trade caddy.com rk at trade caddy.com so give us a call um well now we got that out of the way there's a if we have any time to ask Mark some multiple choice questions that I pulled from our education series, I'm really looking forward to doing that because uh, that gives you guys a taste of what we offer during our, in our education courses. But I wanted to talk more about um, at least four different trades. Uh, number one, I want to talk a little bit about 
the wheel of fortune we have going with ABDL. Um, and then we, I'd like to move into the uh, red hat straddle that we put in play, uh, which is doing really well as well. Nine days till expiration on that one. Um, a Microsoft trade that RK placed covered call. They have an upcoming dividend payable date tomorrow. Does that mean RK gets a dividend for his shares? Also, yes, Amazon, it does. You get, to, you get to play with the big boys with Amazon without paying the big money if you play your options right. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, Mark, you've been waiting patiently. I hear you chiming in. You're probably tapping your fingers on the desk just waiting to say something. I'm going to give you your shots and RK as well right now. Um, ABDL, not a whole lot of – this is not like at the very actively traded stock, although the volume exceeded the 10-day average today by 15.53%. So that's volume. That's something that we hoped would increase, and it has. Uh, and the stock price crossed above the 50-day moving average. So, Mark, um, you know, we've, we're doing the Wheel of Fortune here. This is something we've talked about in this radio program before. I'm loving what I'm seeing here with this stock. Can you give us a rundown of how what we're doing here? Uh, exactly. Uh, you know, Andy, what's amazing about some of our trade and our strategies, this is an example of a strategy, the Wheel of Fortune, where you make money on a stock that goes is stagnant, slightly bearish or bullish. You make money in any of those three directions. And there's this I old like analogy, this old analogy about a guy who comes to a car lot and he wants to buy this car, but he finds out that the car, the steering wheel is welded and it will only drive straight. And this guy uh, is, is mesmerized that they're actually selling a car that it's the only direction it can go is straight. That's exactly what, you know, directional trading is. People go out, they'll buy a stock, and they only make money if it goes up. Here's an analogy, or here's an, a real-world example where we're making money in any of these three directions. It's bullish, it's stagnant, or it's slightly bearish. That's a big, big uh, uh, direction. Now, somebody might say, hey, is it possible for you to make money in all directions? And, uh, well, if, if there is, please call us up and tell us how to do that because <laughs> we would like to know that too. But there is, there is pretty close to it. And Andy and I have got hedged up for the second half of this show where we're gonna, you're going to show you how to make a trade where you make a bet where it's not going to be. It, you don't care where it's going to be as long as it's nowhere near that one spot. So imagine, uh, imagine a 10-horse uh, a race. And you got ten horses running. You're betting that their horse is not going to come in in the fifth position. In any other position, you're going to make money. This one, the fifth, no. So what's your chance? You know, you could say you could make an argument that's a ninety percent chance to success. But we're going to show you why that's not exactly correct. But going to that's Andy's right. point, AVDL is a um, pharmaceutical company in uh, Ireland, and again. We have no uh, – this is not a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell. This Thank you, is Mark. a real trade that we are actually doing where you're talking about at, at an academic level. It is a low-volume stock, meaning that in its daily volume, it trades less than a million in a daily. Matter of fact, it's around 500,000. So uh, there is an average volume, and the average volume would be around 500,000, 600,000. So the reason why that's a bad 
a, a bad thing is is because when you buy a stock or buy a position, you want to be able to get out of it and imagine a volume that's so low that you want to get out of it, but there's no buyers. There's nobody willing. To, it's like I have a comic book, Andy, that's supposed to be worth a lot of money, but nobody will buy it because I have no buyers. This pro- comic pricing guide says it's worth a lot, but there's no buyers out there. So same situation with this. AVDL has enough. Andy and I liked it. So Andy and I originally had uh, a June 15th expiration on this uh, AVDL, shorting a call at $7.50. Well, as, as time got closer to that expiration date, that extrinsic value that we inherited, that we picked up when we uh, sold that short call, has been getting less and less and less. The stock did what we wanted it to do. It, was, it came down a little bit below seven fifty. It was um, uh, it was riding around 740s to 760s in that uh, range a little bit. So Andy and I said, hey, let's go ahead and seize an opportunity and close this trade out, do a rolling order, and keep the same strike price at 750, but just roll out in time. So we waited till the, fi- the final week this week, and we bought back that short call, and we've only paid 11 cents for that. And we got paid $2.80, I think, for that that position. So when we got paid for that, we lowered our cost basis in that stock down to $6.26. So you can get an idea of where we were purchasing. We were purchasing that stock pretty close to $9, $8 and something cents. So, Mark, let let me ask you a quick question here. Um, Based on this, so we could have waited until June 15th and let the option expire, but we noticed, we decided we didn't want to sell the stock just yet. And right now, ABDL is at $7.67. We had a obligation to sell it at $7.50, but we decided we didn't want to do that. So we bought that short call back. Otherwise, we would have had, if it would have, if it, if the price would have been $7.67 and on June 15th, which is in two days, we would have sold our stock. We would have still made a profit, but we would have sold our stock. Instead, we rolled it. We uh, sold. We bought that ABDL short call back, and then we sold another short call for further out in time, collecting more money. Is that is that a good summary? Right, great summary. And I, you, and I had did it at different days. I did right. it, and I only got a dollar. I think you got what you get two dollars. Yeah, two oh uh, two oh one. 201. So, so let's put this in perspective. If you would have your what what you effectively done is you had an obligation to sell it at 750, but you picked up $2 on that. So, if you would have owned that stock at 750, you would be making the same amount of money as if that stock went up to $9.50. You wow. you you added $2 to that. So, you're because you went ahead and uh you you seize that two dollars and one cent. You lowered your cost basis six twenty six minus the two hundred one, and you drove your uh, cost basis down into the mid fours. So now you're sitting on the stock. Yes, you have a little bit of a worry there, and you're on the other side of an earnings report that's going to come out this uh, this fall, and mm-hmm. that is a concern. But right. uh, and this company's. Uh, Fundamental analysis looks horrible. I mean, it's uh, bad. <laughs> but, but we we haven't seen this stock has not been that below, that low in, uh, 
it, it's hit support and it stayed at support and supports held. And actually we saw it bounce back up and yeah. uh, go. So right. the stock has a hard problem going down below $6 and, and something cents. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty trip. confident that we're going to continue to make money on it, and that's what's great mm-hmm. about you know selling these short calls is that um, we're not talking about a naked. When we talk about a, a short call, um, we're not talking about a naked call, which would be in a very uh, desperate um, situation had that gone through and not owning the stock. We own the stock in this particular case, and so we're not. It's not a naked call for us. We, it, we're not put in the position where the price could go up indefinitely. Uh, infinitely, and we'd be um, having to buy it at the market price. So we already own the stock. So if we had to sell it, um, we could sell the stock that we had at the price that, that the short call was set at. So we're not in that desperate situation because we're covered. So that's ABDL. That's the wheel of fortune. Um, the, our uh, the amount of money that we have into the trade goes down. We reduce our cost basis every time we go through another cycle. So we have to wait until December. If we let this one expire, this is December 21st. Um, but at the same time, I think we're 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 um, we're com- we're comfortable with waiting that long. But we're going to continue to keep our eye on ABDL. Um, and so that's the wheel of fortune. Um, uh, and so also, um, I, we might have lost Mark, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, since I can't hear him, I um, wanted to talk a little bit about, let's see, let's go ahead and skip over to the Microsoft trade just in case uh, Mark is not on. And the reason why I want to skip over to this Microsoft trade is because that's the one that RK put. And again, this is not a uh, recommendation to buy, sell, hold any stock, but it is a good educational experience. Tired so, of trying to invent a time uh, machine? Can't get your crystal ball to tell the future? Look no further. There is a wizard that can help you make money. The Option Chain Wizard from Trade Caddy can give you the ability to trade on future expectations. Not only can you make money on an upward moving stock, but you can make money in any direction, up, down, and stagnant. Go to TradeCaddy.com to find out more. Now, Power Trader Radio continues on PowerTraderRadio.com. All right, and we're back after that short break, impromptu, and I think we're having some technical difficulties. So, Mark, if you can hear me, um, call back in. Call back in. Um, So while Mark's calling back in, RK, are you still on the line? Yes, Andy. All right. I guess it's just you and me. We're sailing this ship without Mark. He jumped ship. But what I wanted to talk to you about is this covered call. So did you guys perform this trade today? Mm-hmm. Today. Okay. All right. So I'm taking a look at, let me pull up Microsoft right now. How much did you um, pay for the stock? Uh, it is $3.75 and we bought 100 of them. Okay. Nice. I yeah. So fifty dollars, so fifty shares. So we bought okay. the nine dot something, and we placed that covered call. So when does your covered call expire? July twenty first. Okay. So we've got about, I guess, six weeks into the uh, before the trade expires, and so Microsoft doing very well for itself over the last six months um 
They have a dividend coming out tomorrow that you will uh, be the recipient of. So congratulations on that. Um, what's your overall strategy for Microsoft? Is it something that you want to hang on to, or are you just in it for the short term and ready to collect uh, and then um, get out at, with the yeah. short call expiring? Or what, what do you what do you want to do here? Uh, I mean, after the short call, like, you know, once again, I want to buy Microsoft because I'm okay. expecting their uh, stock value, stock price to go up. I see. Well, one of the things that you can do is you can buy back that short call just like we did with ABDL uh, mm-hmm. before it expires, and that's going to cost you some money, but then you can put another short call further out in time at a higher price and perhaps keep it if you wanted to do the um, – the uh, uh, the wheel of fortune, which we've talked about quite a bit on this trade, um, yeah. and so while Mark tries to call back in, I mean, so that's definitely a, a great option for you, Microsoft. You know, I used to be just you know, as, since I'm also in the tech industry, I've always kind of bet against Microsoft just because I'm I, I sort of go for the <laughs> underdog, but it's just difficult to do that when they're buying everything up and they're doing such a great job. So. You know, we talked about um, Udemy being on Udemy as uh, with our training courses. We also have, um, you know, courses we're thinking about putting on LinkedIn Learning. Um, well, it's interesting because LinkedIn Learning bought you um, bought Lynda.com, uh, but then Microsoft bought LinkedIn, and so it seems like everywhere, um, what anything Microsoft touches these days is just doing really well, um, and so that goes for just about every field of um, interest that they are partaking in. Of course, they're in, in the technical more than anything, but doing very well uh, as a company. So, yeah, so I, I think that's a great trade. I think you're doing really well with that. Um, one of the things I also wanted to talk about, um, and Mark touched upon this uh, a little bit earlier in the show, was the straddle. And um, we went to tradecaddy.com and we just took a look at, uh, I didn't even know what the ticker was. We took a look at the best returns on investment for um, short calls, for, I'm sorry, for covered calls. And the ticker RHT came up, and I should have known what this was. RHT is a, um, it is Red Hat, which of course is a tech firm. And Red Hat specializes in security and also cloud services. And so in nine days, uh, we put a straddle on Red Hat. Um, and so what we did is we did two contracts, and this was a paper trade. We just kind of wanted – we talked about um, straddles in the past and strangles with regards to sentimental analysis. And we, since this is part three of sentimental analysis, we thought we'd go ahead and, and wrap up uh, a conversation with, the cover, um, with regards to the straddles. And so what we decided to do with the red hat was we put um, we put the sh- uh, short and the long uh, the, on $167.50. And if I take a look at what red hat is doing right now, um, I see that it's at $174.03. So what we're doing, the price went up 1.02% today. And all we're doing with a straddle is like Mark said, um, if you are betting on horses, you just want to um, you just want to bet as far away from the fifth horse as as possible. If there's ten horses in a race, then the first place horse or the tenth place horse are the horses that you want to see win. And so that's kind of what we're doing with this Red Hat trade. We're pushing as far away from the 
uh, $167.50 um, strike price as possible in order to do this. So we're right. pretty excited about that trade, too. That trade's making a lot of money and uh, for us, and also we're learning a lot in the process about um, about the straddle. So the next trade and the, and the last trade that I wanted to cover uh, before we asked Mark questions, so Mark, if you can call back in, uh, maybe use your cell I'm phone in. or something. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, any, any comments you want to make about the straddle and, and the red hat trade that we placed? Yeah, exactly. There's a Andy just said two words, and for those who are listening, you want to remember this this little memory helper. The straddle shares the same strike price with both instruments, and when you think of the straddle, it's spelled S T R A D D L E. So you see the D's are two. You got two D's in there. So think of them as the same, those two D's represent the same strike price where a strangle uses two different strike prices. So that's, that's it. One on each side of it. So let's imagine you have a $70 strike uh, on a straddle, the two D's, the, you're going to do a a long call at 70 and a short, uh, excuse me, a long put at 70 sharing that same strike price. However, on a strangle, you're going to go on the long call up one strike, so at uh, 75, and on the long put, you're going to go down one uh, strike to the 65. So a little memory helper there. Share the Ds, share the same strike price. So, oh, I really uh, like and, that. And, and one of the reasons why you might ask yourself why, what is the difference? The difference is, is any time you're at the money, it's very expensive. You're paying, you're paying a higher amount of money. If you're going out farther, one strike out, you're paying less money. So, in other words, I might pay two dollars and fifty cents for each one of those strike positions, uh, or, or more. I'm just using an analogy. It could be five bucks. In our the al- analogy that Andy and I did, we actually placed it at sixty-five, a sixty-five straddle. So. We paid five bucks, pretty much ten dollars for both of them, five dollars each for each. So when uh, our uh, our uh, b- uh, price on that was five dollars for the long call, five dollars for the long put, ten dollars total. But if we would have went out one strike, we would have probably got it a whole lot cheaper. Let's say um, even half that price, we would have only paid five dollars. But the 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 point is is that any we. Andy and I will get some sort of financial contribution to, you know, back no matter what at 65. So if the stock goes, any amount that goes above 65, we're getting paid that money for it. And um, any money that it goes below 65, we're getting paid that money towards it because we had the right to sell that stock on a long put at that strike price. And that's really cool. Just really quickly about that. I can't remember if I said call or put when I was talking about uh, the straddle, but so we, I, I think we did. I did mine at 167, which means if it goes up or it goes down, since I have a long call, which is the right to buy, or a long put, which is the right to sell, I'm in a good position either way. It's just so long as, as it, I'm just trying to get make sure everybody understands. It's just so long as it's the further away it is from that 167 strike, the more money that I'm going to make because of the difference between the 167 dollars strike price and the stock price at expiration. That's correct. The farther it is away from the that price, the more better. And and that's what we, we used in the uh, horse racing analogy. The farther away you get away from that 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 position that you're betting that it's not, 
and that's, mm-hmm. that's your de- uh, worry. And and going back over to this uh, strangle, uh, the strangle, uh, you have a zone that you're not getting paid back. So you've got that 65. You know, we used an analogy where you have a five a five dollar difference between the at the money. So you, in total, you have ten dollars. So if you had, like Andy was saying, sixty five, let's say the stock was at seventy, and I did a sixty five and a seventy five, then uh, any in, in, anything in that zone between seventy five and sixty five, you're not getting anything back from it. So. So that's the one of the big difference. Yeah, you you pay yeah. costs more, but you get some contribution back, and and gotcha. uh, your greatest fear. Yeah, but, I think I think uh, we should post some more trades um, online of these straddles that we're doing paper trades, just so people can see how that works with a nice description. Uh, in addition to the education that we provide on our website, a, a c- couple of things to throw out. It's going back to what RK and you both pointed out. Huh? You both mentioned a. By bringing up, it sounds like we we planned this, but we we brought up Microsoft and its uh, dividend date. And at this moment, it's important for you to know the difference between a record date and the next dividend date. The next dividend date is the date that you have to own that stock on that day, in order for you to be paid the dividend. So right. if the dividend payout is is uh, today, and you know you you had to own the stock on the ex-dividend date. So um, for Microsoft, that was sometime in May. I can't remember what it was. It was May 20. I can look it up. Um, It looks like it was May 16th. So if you owned Microsoft on May 16th, you're going to get paid that dividend. And and, and, uh, RK, I believe, did own Microsoft 50 shares, but he currently went up to 100 shares today. He he has a full hundred, and he will get paid um, for those fifty shares that he owned in that period of time, but not for the new fifty that he got. That's a great analogy, uh, RK. Thank you for buying that stock and giving us an example to talk about. Because yeah. fifty shares of it, you're going to get paid a dividend for, and the fifty that you bought today, even though it's before the dividend pays out tomorrow, you're not going to get paid on those div- uh, that. So. Right. Yeah. And uh, so and 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 if anybody out there has also placed these types of trades, I'd love we'd love to hear how that's going with you. So go ahead and hit us up and let us know. Did you uh, if you if you place any of these trades that we're talking about or any other interesting trades that you'd want to post and and have us comment on. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you were able to listen in on that Microsoft trade and, and the fact that the dividend payout date, the next dividend date is I, there's one that's tomorrow, Mark. I can't remember which one it is, but. It's important to know what those are and to know when they occur. Um, now we've got uh, we've got one more trade I'd like to talk about. If unless you wanted to continue your discussion, the discussion on Microsoft, but that is this Amazon. Now Amazon, people are saying Amazon is a strong buy right now. And back when we started up back up the radio show, uh, like six or seven months ago. Uh, Amazon was trading at like a thousand or nine hundred or something like that. Now it's up to what seventeen hundred dollars for a stock. <laughs> Not everybody can buy a share or a hundred shares of Amazon in order to do a cover call, but you can play with the big boys without paying the big money with a an Amazon trade uh, with options. And so. Um, it sounds like you guys have queued something up here, and I'm not going to steal the show from you. So why don't you give us a little bit of backstory about this Amazon trade you've queued up? 
So RK8 was, um, he, he, he had a certain amount of money. And this is a great thing that Andy just brought up, playing with the big boys. Imagine you have uh, a, a small amount of money and you want to trade uh, in, the, in today's market with no restrictions on any stock. Well, first you go to your options, uh, excuse me, to your broker and you apply for an options account and make sure you properly set yourself up so you can do spread trades. One thing you don't want to do is you don't want to set yourself up to do naked short calls, which Andy said, and you're, you're going to want to go ahead and get um, th- those risks uh, under control. And you're going to re- do that by, by just re- uh, setting up your account so you can't do that trade. So other than that, you're going to go ahead and uh, set up a, a trade where you're going to go do sh- – you can do short puts, you can do long puts, you can do these things. And let's say you have a thousand dollars, so you can now you got a thousand dollar in this account. You can do options. Now you can go in and you can actually say, "Hey, I want to go ahead and do a trade on Amazon, but that stock is trading at seventeen hundred dollars a share." So if you were to do an option contract on that, you have to. That represents one hundred shares, and one hundred shares of a stock that pay is at seventeen hundred dollars is a hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Well, you can. You can play with that stock using options, and that's what RK and I were doing. We loaded up a bull put, and that bull put was at a 17. RK, do you remember? Was it 1705? 17? What was? What was the strikes? Uh, it was 1705. So 1705, 1705 dollars, and we did a long a long put at 1700. So a short put at 1705 an obligation to buy that stock at 1705 and then uh, a right to sell it at 1700 and what we did uh, when we queued it up we could get $2.50 for that and with a, a July expiration it was mid July so it was 30 months uh, 30 days out uh, and our ROI on that was actually it was over that it was like $2.56 well RK and I were I was just showing him how to do it with one contract, that would have given him $256. At risk, he would have $244 at risk. That's a lot better than having, you know, $170,000 at risk just to right. make the, that same amount of money. Right. And so when – let me ask you a question, guys. And so when these options expire, are we hoping that they expire worthless and you collect profit, or is there something you have to do to close the trades? Question. On a bull put, the goal is to let it expire worthless because you get paid up front. Right. It's just like you you go to the lottery, you go up and you say, "Hey, I want a I want a million dollar lottery ticket," and they open up the drawer and they pay you a million dollars and with a with a, uh, and get your phone number and say, "We're going to call you back on X date to tell you how much money you it's going to cost you for that one million dollars we're giving you right now." That's what they're doing. They're giving you that money right now um, to. And, and they're going to let you know on expiration date if if it costs you anything or not. And that's the beauty of the bull put, which is a credit trade. That's the beauty of credit trades is that the amount that you receive for selling the short put, which is your primary instrument, is more than the option price that you pay for the long put, which limits your risk. And so, therefore, it's a credit trade. You let them expire worthless and you collect your money. You know exactly what you're going to be um, receiving uh, the moment you place a trade, assuming that it expires worthless. So that's the beauty of credit trades, and uh, that's uh, uh, a great example of it with uh, Amazon. 
on Amazon Trade. And can you believe we're past our show? Yeah, we are, Mark. And so I don't know. I mean, like, you know, we hit these we hit these finishes hard and fast. You know, we got 30 minutes and we're done. And I'm always so depressed afterwards because there's so much more to talk about. But I guess we're going to have to wrap things up for another day. You know, you always want to um, leave the crowd hoping and wanting more. So rather than belabor the points, it's probably time to sign off. You're listening to Trade Talk on PowerTraderRadio.com. See ya.